Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast produced by Global Grace Ministries. My name is Francis Wesso and this is the episode number six of the series entitled Talking About Angels and Demons. Today we are going to talk about the work of angels. Go with me to Hebrews 1.14 which says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Here the author of Hebrews tells us that angels are dedicated to divine service and to helping the heirs of salvation, which are you and me. We cannot talk about everything that angels do, but today we are going to try to mention some of the functions that we see in the Bible that angels have. Those beautiful beings can serve as God's messengers to men. We see them doing that in many of the Old Testament books, but I'm only going to read two scriptures to you. Let's go to Daniel 8, 15-17, which says, while I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it, there before me stood one who looked like a man. And I heard a man's voice from up high calling, Gabriel, tell these men the meaning of the vision. As he came near the place where I was standing, I was terrified and felt prostrated. Son of man, he said to me, understand the vision. Here we see an angel bringing a message to Daniel about one of the visions that these men of God had just had. I decided to use this verse as an example because we can use it to learn various things. First, it helps us understand that angels do nothing without God directing them and allowing them to do it. We clearly see here how God directs Gabriel to interpret the vision for Daniel. This is also one of the few times that we hear the name of an angel in the Bible. Gabriel was the main messenger in the Old Testament, and I think that that's why his name is revealed. It seems peculiar to me that throughout the Bible, we see that angels have human appearances, as described by Daniel. But in most cases, it is visible that they are not human. Remember that their bodies are not decaying day by day from the influence of sin as ours are. I also want to go to Luke chapter 1, verses 11 through 13. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. In these verses, we read how Gabriel, the same angel who spoke with Daniel, brought Zachariah the news that he was going to be a father, and even gave him the child's name. It seems peculiar to me that here Gabriel not only gives the message to Zachariah, but if you keep reading, you will see that he also punishes him for doubting, which tells me two things. One, that angels are powerful and that they can really harm us if we wanted to, and two, that they don't like it when we doubt God's word. Remember that the message that he gave to Zachariah came directly from God and was not just something that Gabriel was telling him. I want you to notice that after Gabriel gave the message to Zachariah, he also gave the news of great joy to Mary concerning the birth of Christ. But after that, 
we do not see angels bringing messages in the Bible until we find them again in Revelation. I believe that the reason for this is that now the church no longer needs angels to carry messages from God to us. We now have the Holy Spirit who dwells in us and speaks directly to us. With this, I am not saying that angels can no longer give us messages. God can even use donkeys to speak to us. But that function of angels is no longer necessary for the church. What I do have to remind you is that angels never take the form of dead people to speak to us. That is what demons do. So many of the appearances of various saints that people seem to have seen are not biblical. But continuing with the functions of angels, as we already talked about in the past, some angels are around God's people to protect us. But it is not the only thing they do. Angels can also provide resources to us. Go with me to Genesis 21, 17 through 19, which says, God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has also heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin of water and gave the boy a drink. Also, 1 Kings 19, 4-8 says, While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am not better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around and there was at his head some bread baked over hot coals in a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. These are two examples of how angels can provide sustenance to God's people. I believe that also angels can heal, although I have to admit that this can be controversial. Go with me to John chapter 5 verse 4, which says, For an angel descended from time to time to the pool, and stir the water, and whoever first entered the pool after the movement of the water, he was healed from any disease he had. This verse in some recent translations of the Bible is omitted, but here we see how an angel was used to bring healing. The controversy of this verse lies in that many people, in my opinion, emotionally base exaggerated theories about it, and the devil takes advantage of it. I read an article that a person was having visions of an angel that looked like Catherine Kuhlman who was supposedly visiting his church to heal the congregation. This caused such a mess that the pastor was kicked out of his denomination. Children of God, I believe that God in his mercy can use angels to bring healing, but we have to understand that the people responsible for carrying the healing power of God on earth is us. So by mentioning that angels can bring healing to men, I am not creating erroneous doctrines. Simply, I'm discussing something that I believe they can do. We do not have to wait for angels to manifest in our services to heal people because the Holy Spirit is always there and he's always ready to heal us. But moving on, angels can also get us out of trouble. 
in Acts chapter 12, we see how an angel helped Peter to get out of jail. Here I want to tell you a story about something similar that happened to one of my friends. After I graduated from Bible school, the church where I started ministering had a very extensive missions department. We were about to send a group to Vietnam, which is a country that to this day still persecutes Christians for their faith. In those days, many pastors were being thrown in jail for preaching the gospel, and the churches were meeting clandestinely. A friend of mine was going to be a part of the missionary group that was going to Vietnam, and a week before leaving while he was praying, God put it in his heart to pray for a pastor who was in prison for his faith in Vietnam. He spent hours praying for him until the Holy Spirit instructed him to stop praying. He didn't tell anyone about it and he left for Vietnam with the group. My friend received a nice gift when he was meeting at a house where the church met. He met a pastor who had just gotten out of jail and this was the first time that he was seeing his family in Christ since he was imprisoned. He had a testimony about his deliverance that he blessed my friend to the bone with. It turns out that the pastor testified that while he was asleep in jail, he heard a voice that woke him up and told him to come out because that night God was going to deliver him. Trembling, he opened the door of his cell, which miraculously was unlocked. The pastor knew that to go out to the street, he was going to have to pass another door and two gates, which were locked and there were guards watching over them. This man told the group that had gathered in that house how God miraculously made the prison's door and the two gates to the street unlocked, and also how at the moment when God told him to go from gate to gate, the guards did not see him or were not on the floor at the last gate. The last miracle was that the jail was outside the city, and on foot it was impossible for him to reach the city without being seen, but when he went out, he found a taxi waiting for him, and the taxi driver was another pastor who was awakened at midnight by the Holy Spirit who told him to go to jail to wait for a brother in Christ. The poor pastor could not believe that someone could get out of that jail, but when he saw him getting out of the second gate, he opened the doors to his taxi and the two fled without being seen. The pastor who was free told them that at one of the gates, he saw a man standing between the guards and he was indicating him to pass and the guards did not see him. The beautiful thing about this story for my friend was that when he figured out the day and the time of his prayer in California, it turns out that he was praying for protection for this pastor who was being freed from jail and God allowed him to intercede for him. I think that they are still in communication to this day. I tell you these stories because I want to remind you that the army that helped the people of Israel in the past is helping us. There are several stories of the battles in the war against the United States and England during the formation of this wonderful nation where many saw angels fighting with the American villagers and that is why men without the equipment or the training necessary for the war defeated one of the strongest armies of that time. Something else that I think angels do is give us support and renew our strength in times of crisis. Matthew 4:11 tells us, The devil then left him, and behold, angels came and served him. In this verse, we find Christ being ministered by angels 
after he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. Christ has just finished a 40-day fasting, and although we do not know exactly what these angels did for him, the Bible says that they ministered to him. I have been in services where we have been able to feel the touch of angel wings, and that blessed us and renewed our strength. I'm going to end the podcast with that, but next week we will take again the subject of the work of angels. Your homework for this podcast is to search the Bible for the name of the other angel besides Gabriel, who is mentioned in the Bible by name. What is his name and where do we find it in the Bible? Thank you so much for allowing me to spend some time with you. If you want to write us, please do so at info at globalgraceministries.com info at globalgraceministries.com or visit our website at globalgraceministries.com God bless you.